0: All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by Red Arc, Power Management Solutions, Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. Overland Addict, premium overland gear last u.s bag overlanding bags and equipment northology overland trips and a monthly overlanding magazine all of these companies are really amazing so i highly recommend you click through the links in the description below to learn more about each of them hey everybody fletch from all things overlanding here on today's episode we've got dave newey from atlantic british welcome dave
1: hey thanks for having me fletch how are you doing today I'm good. How are you? Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I'm doing well. It's uh rainy. Kind of the first day in a in a couple of weeks. Well, I'd say about a week and a half that we've got rain. So, it, Yeah. We got a nice stretch of nice weather here in the Northeast and then now it's uh now it's back to rain. So,
0: Yeah. Well, here in the Midwest, we are like if you walk in my yard, it's like walking on uh old dried straw. So, uh-huh. we could okay. use some rain right now. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm glad you're with me today. Um, again, Atlantic British seems like an awesome company. I've been doing a bunch of research on it and everything. And the more that I talk to you, the more excited I get to you know for this interview. So we'll just kind of dive into it. I you know some of the things that I typically uh, ask folks is you know are you personally so you work for a company that does you know Land Rover type parts and stuff, but also overlanding gear and equipment. What's your background? Do you do overlanding personally? Are you into overlanding?
1: Um. Well, I, I do, I have to kind of qualify that, you know, sure Um, um, now that, you know, we, we, you know, now that there's a definition around, over so I'll qualify that by saying I do a lot of camping. Um, I've Mm -hmm. done, I've grown up doing a lot of camping and doing a lot of off-roading. And um, now it's pretty cool that, you know, there's sort of this whole um, ecosystem kind of forming around um, putting those two things together. Um, so, so I, I I don't, unfortunately I do not own an overlanding vehicle yet. I don't have a vehicle that I've sort of started to deck out. We we have a couple of company vehicles that are pretty cool. We've got a, we've got a, um, early nineties, discovery 2, a D two, uh, that's just absolutely decked out. I mean, it's a tank, it could go anywhere. And then we have our, Three and an LR four that are also uh, fun to drive. So I get I get a lot of wheel time behind those, <laughs> things, either nice. for photo shoots or we go do a little bit of like testing on equipment and and gear and that sort of thing. So, um, okay. but no, I, I I don't quite. You know, I have a I have an old ski boat that okay. I keep running and it's sort of like I'm always fixing myself and you know renovating and and and, and refurbishing sure. different aspects so i'm kind of like uh, and with two small kids you know it's just not the time yet time, time is well. limited right yeah but i'm i mean i'm soaking it all in i've been at atlantic british now for two years so i nice. kind of uh have drank the kool-aid um <laughs> certainly around um overlanding you know it's just yeah it's, it's so much fun
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Those, those company vehicles sound like a pretty sweet perk. Um, I know know,
1: if my car has to have an oil change, I, you know, I got, you know,
0: I don't have a decked out Land Rover.
1: Yeah. I grabbed the D2.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's funny because I actually, for a long time, I looked at discoveries. Like I was all about them. I just think they're awesome. looking. they're just timeless, right? Like you, you just see one, especially a modified lifted one with bigger tires and like kitted out, God, they just look so good. But then I, I had like three friends that had them and like we would, we worked together a couple of us and and I'd be in my Nissan or my Infinity, and they'd be like, Hey, could you take me home real quick? My, it won't start. And I'm just, and I'm like... Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm somewhat mechanically savvy, but I'm not the type that's like going to tear down an engine in the middle of the woods and, and start over again. So, Uh,
1: you know, that's, you know, that's why we've been in business for 50 years because we, sure. uh, Everything needs in those instances. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. That's well. And see if I'd known about you guys back then. I mean, this was I, I was really into them maybe like seven, eight years ago yeah. before I even got into overlanding. I just thought they were cool and would be like a fun daily driver to be rolling around in an old discovery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now, especially this is, this is good info and anybody that is into any sort of rovers, we're going to get into that here a little bit later and kind of talk more about Atlantic British because they do some really cool stuff. Um, so cool. So thanks for the answer to that question. That was a great answer. Yeah. Um, have you so you've been on a lot of camping trips and stuff? Is there any place that you really want to go that you haven't been able to go yet, especially maybe with the kids? That is like a bucket list sort yeah, of destination.
1: Definitely, definitely out west. Um, okay. yep. know, the whole Moab thing, the whole uh, you know, exploring anywhere from you know southern Colorado down oh. into Arizona and that whole that whole area. You know, we I've, I've looked at the you know, different outfits that you could go and maybe even rent an overlanding vehicle and kind of do the, do that whole, uh, you know, get that whole experience. Um, let's talk about RVing out there. Um, so I've, I've been in and around and explored those areas, but I'd love to take, um, my family out there and really do kind of a, you know, true overlanding experience out there. I think that's, yeah.
0: that's awesome. Well, that's, it's a really good point that you bring up about renting stuff. Cause that's becoming more and more prevalent. And like, it's like my is a 2005 and it's, it's been bulletproof. Right. But that's a, about from Indiana, that's about a 24 hour each way drive. Yeah. Um, so part of my hesitance has been, what if, you know, what if two days into that trip, I break down and then my whole trip is just me waiting on the side of the road or waiting in a, in a service center for my stuff to be fixed. Right. But That might be a really good option, especially for like newer folks. If you're not that into it or you don't want to make that trip, just rent something and go have fun in a Jeep or something and enjoy it. That's a good idea.
1: um, I think that's a growing uh, business out there and it seems like there are a lot of outfits doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Um, So here's a question then. So the company you work for focuses or has focused in the past primarily on Land Rovers. Are you, like a Land Rover person would you consider yourself a Land Rover person if not like what is your brand if you're brand loyal
1: yeah I I so the whole Land Rover thing is is close to home because my father's actually from England so oh wow um, Land Rover has always been I would go visit family in England uh you know every couple of years we'd make a big family trip over there and um you know, you just see these, the police, the police, the ambulance, the, the road service, everybody's in Land Rovers. Um, Saw the, all that coverage of the uh, Royal family um, Mm -hmm. all uh, using Land Rover. So I've been exposed to Land Rover since I was little um, from the UK side. Sure. And, you know, um, so, you know, I think obviously my, you know, working at Atlantic British also, you know, I live, eat and sleep and breathe, uh, uh, you know, all things Land Rover. So yeah, yeah. I, I would say I'm i I'm a Land Rover guy, but you know, everything, anything out there that can go o- over landing or off road, w- you know, works. Yeah. I, it's, sure. it's, you know, you see on, you see on all the forums um, people talking about, modifying everything and, and yeah. any vehicle you can think of it M- Miatas they're mo- modifying Miatas <laughs> to go over landing so um yeah. I just think it's cool that people are now some of these vehicles look like they're out of Mad Max and I love that
0: yeah love yeah
1: that, uh, that that whole modification uh process to anything you know but yeah, yeah to answer your question I, I I'm kind of partial to Land Rover and someday yeah. someday soon um I'll, I'll definitely be going down that road <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Well, And it's, it is interesting. Like I've, so I I did have a buddy that had an LR4 um, with the adjustable suspension and everything. And I was like, at first I was kind of like chuckling because he was stock. Right. And we went out to an off-road park and I had like a two and a half inch lift and 33 inch tires. And, and not that an Xterra is anything super capable or or amazingly, uh, you know. It out it's not quite like as capable as a solid axle jeep or anything like that but um we go out there and i mean just the stuff he was able to do he'd pull up to like a you know a steep rock climb and just push a button you just see the truck raise up and he'd climb right up it and i mean they're super capable you know they have this sort of cult following for a reason right like they're they're amazing vehicles so don't get me wrong i'm I like my Nissans, but I, I have a secret love for Land Rovers too. So
1: yeah, there's a trick to Land Rover ownership. Kind of getting back to your point, I mean they have this whole they have this whole uh, reputation, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of um, um those those quirky issues that pop up every now and then. But by now they're well documented. You know, sure. you can you can sort of work through those issues. Um, and then I, I think that they just they just kind of are, are bulletproof tanks when it comes to yeah. road. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, like you said, there's a reason that they are, they kind of have the, uh, the good and the bad reputation about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. Um, so that kind of ties us in then to Atlantic British. So, you know, I, as I research more and more on Atlantic British, I mean, I've heard of you guys, I've sort of seen those clear view, the drawer slides and all the, the cool stuff that you guys have got there. Um, but as I researched more, I saw, you know, like sort of the storied past of the company. You guys have been around since like 1970, right? Can you tell us more about sort of the story of how it came to be and how you've been in business for this long?
1: Yeah, there was a, a gentleman who started the business back in 1970 here in upstate New York. That's when Land Rover entered the US market when, when Land Rover the company came and started setting up dealerships in the US. Um, that didn't last long. They actually left the, the US in 1974. So it was only a four year window that Land Rovers were sold in the US. And when, when they set up initially during those first four years, this business Atlantic British um, you know, came into being. And in 1974, when Land Rover left, Atlantic British was one of the really the only there. There were a couple of you know individuals here and there that sort of knew how to import parts from the UK, but mm. Atlantic British was the mail order catalog, and that's how it got started. in the mail order I side, see. they were the they were the business that you had to rely on if you were an, a Land Rover owner and you needed you know an air filter, or a, you know set of yeah. bushings or whatever. Uh, that's so that's that's really what helped propel Atlantic British was this departure. Of the Land Rover brand for all those years, and then they didn't come back to the U.S. till 1987. So yeah. for a long time, Atlantic British just kept kept grinding out, building, and fostering the relationships with the suppliers in the U.K. and growing the business uh, over time. And you know, of course, as as th- then what what happens in what happened in 1987 is when the dealerships came back and they started selling Land Rovers again you know, once a a Land Rover goes off warranty, it's very expensive to go to the, to the dealer. And a lot of times when, at that, when a vehicle, when a Land Rover has gotten to that age, it then becomes, it's usually then bought by a second owner who wants to use it more for off-roading and trail type stuff. And that's when they start making modifications. And um, so as more and more Land Rovers were sold new from 87 on, each year more and more come off warranty and there are more and more customers that come to see us. So uh, that's kind of how we've grown over the years. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Well, and I bet, you know, in that kind of longevity that the company has had, there've been some like pretty amazing stories. Like you said, I mean, you've built these relationships and I noticed that on the website too, you guys have like a really good long warranty and just like, you really are proud of taking care of your customers. Are there any like, Awesome stories. And I know you've only been there a couple of years, so this may be a tough question, but are there any like awesome stories of, you know, times where you were able to help someone that maybe couldn't have fixed their Land Rover otherwise, or awesome customer success type stories from, from the history of the company?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, I, I have only been with Atlantic for two years, but we talk about those sure. things a lot because we have people at the company, our, especially our customer service team our our, our customer reps who mm-hmm. uh, are the ones that, uh, taking orders uh, on the phones with customers and, and they've gotten to know customers over the years. They, you know, a lot of times customers call in with a question, not knowing fully exactly which part to go with or which part they need. Usually that can be handled via the conversation over the phone. Um, but yeah, I've heard all kinds of stories, you know, um, one sticks out. There was a, there was a couple who was traveling in the South, um, and I can't remember exactly what happened, but they ended up in a gap in a service station and the, the gas station owner, you know, let them uh, set up shop in the, in the, sh- in the actual bay and kind of stay there for the night until <laughs> we overnighted parts to them. And then they were able to, and I think that our, our tech, technical rep at the time had to get on the phone with the mechanic who wasn't that familiar with Land Rovers and, right. and kind of talked them through the fix and then got them on their way. There's, right. we, we have a lot of stories like that just because, awesome. you know, we, they're, our customers are all over the country and they're usually out in some fun place when they break down or break right. something. And so we, we often have to get them parts replacement parts uh, in yeah. situations.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's huge. That's my background is primarily like client success mm-hmm. stuff. So I love to hear stuff like that. Cause you know, I, I feel like today, nowadays, it's tough to find that stuff, right? Like most companies, you know, you think of these big, especially these online retailer type companies where you order something and you either get it or you don't. And maybe there's a lot of delays could be related to the pandemic or, you know, random miscellaneous delays in manufacturing. And like all I read on the forums for overlanding forums is like, well, I ordered this bumper six months ago and I still haven't gotten it and they won't answer my emails, you know? So I, I was thrilled when I saw that stuff. I'm like, Oh yes. One of the few companies that still cares about their customers and is, you know, more focused on the long-term relationship than the quick buck. Right. Yeah. So I love that. I love. And,
1: and like, you know, back to that kind of point about uh, often the, 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 our customers are DIYers. So they're, they're, I mean, we, we do deal with a lot of shops around the country on the, sure. on the commercial side, but um, a lot of these, these folks are, are DIYers. And so, yeah. they don't always exactly know what they need and and that yeah. aspect of being able to call and make, and, you know, and ask and speak with someone to sort of say, Hey, I've got this going on. I think I need this. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's often like um, that show on NPR, click and clack where they're you know, <laughs> describing noises uh, right. of what's wrong with the vehicle. And, and you know, the, our, our team can figure out and help them get the right part. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, we have, um, we have all these resources online too that people can tap. Yeah. Into. So we have like these maintenance schedules that you know you can you can sort of uh, follow to a T that have been outlined for your vehicle, your your make, model, and your vehicle. Um, yeah. we have how-to videos. We have I think almost 300 how-to videos yeah. that show you how to actually fix 300 of the most common uh, typical repairs. Yeah. So we're That's definitely awesome. going to help you figure out what you need, get it to you and, and help you get it installed. So yeah, that's kind of the whole, that's what, that's what we've done for 50 years now.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, that's, I noticed that too. I saw those videos and I'm like, you know what, because again, thinking of like a giant, like an Amazon or something, right? Like you're lucky if there's one video, right? Yeah. Like if there's, one video of someone holding up the thing and saying, this is it. And it's this big. And I used it for this thing. Yeah. Like that's you're fortunate. If you get that most of the time, you might get two or three pictures and that's all you've got. And and to your point too, if you're not 100% sure what it is, you're ordering stuff, you're waiting, you're getting it, you're trying it, you've wasted your money. You can't return it because you've opened it and tried to use it. And it's just a nightmare. So especially with expensive parts like Rover parts, I'm sure that that's just invaluable. Right. So now these aren't
1: these aren't fancy uh, glossy videos. They're you know they're
0: yeah they're down and dirty, but they're user friendly, right? Like
1: they're it's the
0: info you need. They don't have to be fancy.
1: Yeah, that's yeah,
0: exactly. literally the definition of my channel. <laughs> Not fancy, just get you the bare bones information. So, um, well, that's awesome. I, I also noticed, and this was the coolest thing. And as a Nissan person, I'm jealous because we don't really have this uh, for Nissan. This doesn't exist in any place that I've ever seen. Well, there might be a couple of smaller retailers that sell like mostly aftermarket parts that will put it in like a kit or a bundle. But you guys, I noticed, focus a lot on like a full kit, including like everything. Right. So, I mean, if you need extra gaskets or pins or I mean, literally every single piece that you're going to need for a repair comes in an entire kit, um, which I just think is really cool because it saves people time and trips to the auto parts store. And, you know, you know what you're getting and, and you know, you're going to have everything you need. So how did that kind of idea come about or,
1: yeah, you know, what, it's what it's caused really you guys to come up with that idea? just simply to make it easier for the customer. And that, and that started years and years ago. And that just is the function of anticipating that they're gonna need those washers, those bolts, those, you know, uh, any little any little pieces that go along with it. Um, that's just making sure that the customer has what they need. Kit it up, make it easy, uh, you know, uh, help them see an example of how they should install it and, and they're off and running. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I love it because it's like, again, this is that customer service side of me, but so like between that, the kits, the videos, you know, the helpful staff on the phone and stuff. I know this sounds like an advertisement guys, you guys know, I don't have a Land Rover, right? Like this is my honest opinion as a person that works in customer success and feels like I just don't see it enough anymore. And it's so infrequent. That's why I got so excited when I started reading through your website. I'm like, these guys have like a year warranty on everything and like a 30 day return policy and 60 day exchange. Like it's very fair, right? Like for a a company that you can tell that you guys really want to take care of customers. And, and I can't say it enough that that's huge, right? Like that's, I mean, that's, it's so unheard of nowadays that I'm just, super impressed with that so that's just me paying you a compliment it's well, you know they're not paying me for this guys
1: no not paying and I, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that and noticing that and uh, you know we're 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 a small company it's a small business and it always yeah. has been and um, just you know keeping that focus on on what what we're there to do and on, on the customer's needs I think um, you know forces us to make those right decisions if we make make business decisions with that filter in mind um it hampers a little bit of the growth you know it, it, yeah. it hampers big growth um and to at, at a certain point um but the long play is make sure you do everything right and then right. hope that that elevates uh, as you go Elevates yeah. as you go so yeah i appreciate you saying that
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I've always been in that camp. I, I think you're right. I think there's two, you know, sort of paths to growth. You can sort of eschew anything that takes time and, and effort away from, you know, monetary revenue growth and, uh, and just focus on that. Or you can do it the slower way, like you guys are doing it, but I'm in that camp where I think that's the right way to do it. Right. Like, I just think especially with like car people, like that's a trend with car and overlanding people, overlanding people and car people, they're kind of the same thing, but they're a little different, but they're the same. I feel like they're the same personality type where like they're loyal and they, they want to, you know, make good relationships with good companies and support those companies. Um, so I, I think that's a great way to, to do it. So great work. Thank you.
1: <laughs> sure. On behalf of the company um,
0: <laughs> so then I noticed too then, right? So like I said, I the first time that I saw you guys was strangely was through like a retargeting ad or a targeted ad on Facebook for the Clearview drawer systems. And I was like, oh, those are really cool because I have a DIY drawer that I made for my fridge, but it doesn't drop down, right? So I'm kind of, mine is a wedge style fridge. So I'm always holding it open with my head and reaching down in it and it's kind of a nightmare. It's hitting the hatch of my, my Xterra. So I saw those and I was like, huh, what's this Atlantic British? And that was like months ago before I ever talked to you guys. Um, but you guys have gotten more and more of that type of stuff. Overlanding gear. Has, is that a relatively new thing for you guys? Or have you been selling overlanding gear for a while
1: or? We've we been selling, we we we've been selling, we've, we, we've been selling Gear that would fall under the overlanding category now. We were just calling it accessories or off road sure. accessories. You know, we would, we sort of had a, a section of our website called off road and accessories, and that's where you'd find uh, recovery gear, mm-hmm. uh, a, all ARB components like tents and compressors and um, sure. awnings and chairs. You did the whole, the whole gamut. And, and, and what we have done over the last year is react to this, this, um, this growing segment and sure. just reformat part of our website. And we're calling it shopping overland, you know, it's the overland yeah. section of our website and we're organizing it according to the way people are now searching for and referring to and shopping for these types of products. So a uh, little, you know, a little bit of a kind of a reaction to the, to the times little, you know, we're, we're trying to stay modern and, and, and stay relevant and, and, and help people, uh, better find what they're looking for online through the experience yep. on our website. So yeah, it is. It's it's kind of like we've been selling those parts, but but um, the way we're kind of pre- presenting it is is a little bit new. Now yep. um, I will say we do also have a have a bit of a a focus on growing that then side of the business that's not Land Rover specific, not not only based in Land Rover vehicles. So a lot of most of what we sell is meant to be bolted on a Land Rover, so it's specifically designed for a Land Rover. But the whole overlanding section of our website uh, tends to be brand agnostic. You don't, you know, for example, Clearview slides, those those drop slides that we sell, um, okay. can go in the back of any any vehicle. And so we've got a growing um, growing focus on that side of the business because you know we have our core Land Rover customers and they and and, and they're starting to or they always have been and are you know, we, we're taking on new customers every day that are now getting into overlanding sure. um, and then we we want to try to be thoughtful in terms of the products we we bring to our core customers and then also uh, be relevant to people that you know are looking to overland but aren't driving Land Rovers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, that's, and again, it was, it was interesting to me because I was like Atlantic British is a really interesting name for like an overlanding store. And then that's when I kind of made the connection that it was primarily previously Rover parts and now overlanding stuff too, or to your point, you've been selling them for a while, but sort of labeling them that way since that's kind of a growing search term. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I love that stuff. I, and I think you're 100% right. Like I, I forget it was a while ago that I made this video, but, uh, if you're familiar with like Google trends where you can just throw in a search term and and see what people are Googling over time, they started it in like 2004. So they have history from 2004 through today. And, um, I threw in the term overlanding, I think like two years ago when I started my channel and it's like a hockey stick. Yeah. It's just all of a sudden overlanding is a thing that people have heard of. People are searching for, people want to know more about, there's tons of overlanding YouTube channels and, and Facebook pages and everything else. And I, and I'm excited about that. I think it's great. You know, I think that there's, there's no such thing as too many you know vendors for that too many content creators for that. There's sort of different flavors for everybody. So
1: yeah. And I, I think, think it's cool. That you guys are going it. you're always going to have sort of the, the hardcore kind of, you know um, you know, guys who've been around for a long time that say, right. you know, th- we were doing this back before it was called overlanding <laughs> and kind of salty about it. And, you know, it, um, right. but, but it's all in good fun. And, and I think that it's good for the, it's good, it's good for the entire, uh, sort of segment of, yeah. of, where, where car, you know, um, car modifications meets camping meets outdoors meets off-roading, yeah. um, it all sort of kind of comes together and complements one another, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. For sure. All right. So anything else you wanted to touch on Dave, before we kind of wrap up here?
1: No, just to let everybody know, we'll be at the uh, Overland Expo West show uh, out in Flagstaff, Arizona later. Nice. Uh, that's at the end of September. And yeah. uh, at that show, we're pretty excited to launch two new products. We're, we're bringing on a, a sort of a specialty uh, uh, aluminum, um, sort of a aluminum travel box, if you okay. will, uh, that's, yeah. that's uh, branded with Atlantic British. It's going to be a, a really great um, kind of, price point and different sizes and and i think it's going to be a cool travel box for people to be able to organize and store all their their overlanding gear and then to complement that we're taking on a new line called the navigator line it's out of a it's a line based out of australia and so um it's it's basically a line of soft goods that allow you also to store and organize all of your things that you take with you on your overlanding trips inside your vehicle and uh, so keep an eye out for those things uh, later in September and at the Expo Show. Come by and see us at the booth if you're out at Expo West.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. I I think I'm going to try and get to East. I West is so far away from me. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's if you guys would pay to ship me out there, I will go with you.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll be in your booth. Climb, climb into a crate and uh, right. <laughs> ride. ride the UPS truck shows up. <laughs> we were at least two years ago and it was, it was great. Um, a lot nice. of fun this year. It's only really in the cards for us to do one show. So we are going to be out in Flagstaff. So looking forward cool. to it. Always fun.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome. So same to you guys listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. If you're going to be at West, go check out their booth. Um, you know, as always down in the description, I'm going to put links to all their social channels, their website, um, again, they've got a ton of cool overlanding gear, tons of rover-specific parts and kits. So definitely if you're a rover person, if you're a rover person, honestly, let's be honest, you probably know about these guys already. I'm late to the party. But if you don't, then surprise, go check them out because they're awesome. Um, so thanks to Dave for being on the show today. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
1: Well, thank you, plus Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah.